Hey there! Welcome to episode 36 of Talking Lyrics. Today's episode will certainly please those who love a great horror story and the creepy atmosphere that the right song can add to the whole plot. I'm gonna talk about Pet Cemetery by the American punk rock band Ramones. Pet Cemetery was originally written for the Stephen King 1989 film adaptation of the same name, and it became one of the Ramones' biggest radio hits and was a staple of their concerts during the 90s. Now, for those who, like me, didn't know that Stephen King was a huge Ramones fan, and maybe because of that he had invited the band to write the song to the movie adaptation of his novel. It was during a visit to his house that Stephen King handed D.D. Ramone a copy of his novel and after retreating to the basement of his house and coming back less than an hour later, the bassist returned with the lyrics to The Pet Cemetery. It's amazing to see how D.D. Ramone and Stephen King could penetrate people's curiosity fears and insecurities and put those into words. Well, without further ado, let's listen to the hair-raising lyrics of Pet Cemetery and talk about it later. Under the arc of weather-stained boards, ancient goblins and warlords come out of the ground, not making a sound. The smell of death is all around. And the night when the cold wind blows, no one cares, nobody knows. I don't want to be buried in a pet cemetery. I don't want to live my life again. Follow Victor to the sacred place. This ain't a dream, I can't escape. Molars and fangs, the clicking of bones, spirits moaning among the tombstones. And the night, when the moon is bright, someone cries, something ain't right. I don't want to be buried in a pet cemetery. I don't want to live my life again. The moon is full, the air is still. All of a sudden, I feel a chill. Victor is grinning, flesh rotting away. Skeletons dance, I curse this day. And the night when the wolves cry out, listen close and you can hear me shout. I don't want to be buried in a pet cemetery. I don't want to live my life again. Great lyrics! Now let's talk about it. Stephen King wrote Pet Cemetery early on in his career, but due to the similarities to his own life, it took him four years to unleash the book onto the world. Thankfully, the scenes that relate to the author's life are far less disturbing than those portrayed on the page and the screen. Let's understand that. 
In King's story, there is an ancient Indian burial ground and it is used by local children as a cemetery for their deceased pets. In both the book and the film, the word cemetery is misspelled. Instead of C-E-M-E-T-E-R-Y, it is spelled S-E-M-A-T-A-R-Y. And this became one of the inspirations for King's dark tale of death and resurrection. There was really a misspelled cemetery behind the King's house in Orrington, Maine and it was a burial ground for local children to lay their dead pets to rest. Thankfully, none of them came back to life, as far as we know, so it wasn't the sinister place that was depicted in his novel. Anyway, there is this theory that claims that it might have been a child who misspelled the word while putting up the sign. About the real cemetery behind his house, in an interview King gave to Entertainment Weekly, he said that it was in fact a rather nice place, and he had buried his daughter's cat there. He also mentioned the fact that his daughter even made a little cross that said Smucky, he was obedient. Sadly, Smucky died in a similar way to the church, the cat that came back to life in King's work of fiction. There was a major truck route not far from the, the author's house, and this is where his daughter's cat was killed. He then had to explain what had happened to Smucky to his daughter, as the father did in the fictionalized story. On the Stephen King website, the author explains how his son Owen, now a novelist himself, could have been another casualty. He talks about this in relation to his book and the various ways his real-life experiences tied into the story that he eventually brought to the page. King added his customary dose of the supernatural to the book he eventually wrote, partly inspired by a book he had read about the Wendigo, an ancient evil spirit that could allegedly possess people and drive them to cannibalism. Thankfully, this appears to be nothing but Indian folklore, but it did provide the basis for the terrifying moments that appeared on both the page and the screen, and all of this came to life through Ramon's song. At the beginning of the lyrics, we have the real feeling of the dead living again through these words. Under the arc of weather-stained boards, ancient goblins and warlords come out of the ground, not making a sound. The smell of death is all around. In the next part of the song, one of the characters in the movie, Victor, who was a student at the University of Maine and suffered a fatal head injury after being struck by an automobile, is mentioned. Let's listen to this part again and picture the feeling of the dead coming back to life. 
Follow Victor to the sacred place. This ain't a dream. I can't escape. Molars and fangs, the clicking of bones. Spirits moaning among the tombstones. And this other part, we know that Victor finally came back to life. But this is not right, because his body and flesh are rotting away. Let's listen to it again. The moon is full, the air is still. All of a sudden, I feel a chill. Victor is grinning, flesh rotting away. Skeletons dance, I curse this day. Finally, the song finishes with wolves crying out and people shouting that they don't want to be buried in a pet cemetery because they don't want to live their life again. What about you? Would you want to live your life again? My name is Adriana Romero and if you like this episode of the podcast, tell a friend and send them a link. They'll certainly thank you for changing their way of listening to music. Thanks for listening to Talking Lyrics. Thank you.